0: You are listening to the Cittadella USA show, the only news and podcast in English about AS Cittadella. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Cittadella USA show, episode number ninety-seven, coming to you on Friday, October thirteenth. We're in the international break, October international break. Cittadella last weekend drew two-two against Ternana. Difficult game to swallow from Cittadella's point of perspective. Maybe it should have been a win. maybe we should have gotten three points, and maybe we should be higher up the table. but it is still a three point or it is still three points ahead of where we were last year, and it's uh 13 points in nine games. so we're going to be talking about that game uh, also a little bit of an update on our goalkeeper Elon Castradi, with the Albania national team because they got off to a big win yesterday against the Czech Republic. so we're going to be talking all about that in this podcast on episode 97, coming up on 100 episodes. That's pretty cool. But be, anyway, before we start, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CheatGachaUSA and visit our website at CheatGachaUSA.com for more information, news articles, all that stuff about Chitadella. Now, let's get into it. Uh, happy, happy international break. I know it's one of those years, or it's one of those times of the season where You know, it just feels like, especially in the beginning part of the season where just every month it feels like in September, October, November, every time there's an international break and it's just two weeks without Serie B or just club football in general. And definitely that is something that not a lot of people favor. I mean, I personally am not a huge fan of the international break, but it is still cool to see you know different national teams competing especially now with the Euros I honestly prefer World Cup qualifying better but European qualification is something that I keep an eye out on even though here in, United, in the United States it's pretty hard to watch um due to Fox Sports is you know very limited broadcasting uh compared to ESPN they only broadcast like one game per per day so it's uh, not the greatest in terms of being able to watch it, but it's still fun to follow. Um, as we know, Elen Castradi, goalkeeper for Cittadella, has been called up pretty frequently now for the Albanian national team. He's not consistently a starter, but he is part of the team, and they got off to a big win yesterday against the Czech Republic, 3-0, putting them top of their group. But we'll get into that a little bit later on, but... For the first part of this, I want to talk a little bit about the 2-2 draw against Ternana that happened last Saturday at the Stadio Pier Cesare Tomolato Cittadella, 2-2 draw against Ternana. Ternana took the lead early on due to a penalty. Uh, Cittadella did very well to respond early on. Maestrello got a goal, and then Claudio Cassano hit a rocket from outside. He probably played his best match so far in a Cittadella jersey, Cassano, but just... Out of nothing, Ternana get kind of a late equalizer. It Was an 84th minute uh, equalizer from center back uh, um, Sorensen, and it seems like it's a feels like a lot of disappointment, at least from the Cittadella side of things, because this was a game that they were controlling. They w- they had it in the first half. They played probably one of their best halves all season, and in the second half, it just seems like they took the foot off the gas pedal. They just stopped playing attacking football. They took off Cassano. Guarini took off Cassano. He took off Maestrello, uh, Branca, Vita. All those players that were playing well in the first half. And they just allowed Ternana to hang in there. And they just, Cittadella failed to get really, I think they only had one shot on target in three shots in total in the second half uh, compared to Ternana's like six. So it's definitely they definitely just did took took off the foot off the gas pedal and that allowed Terana to stay in there and then eventually a ball bounces to Sorensen who just fires it in near post all of a sudden it's 2-2 and the 3 points for Chitadella back to back wins possibly for Chitadella at home uh evaporated and there that was that was kind of the game so it seems like this is a game that Cittarelli definitely should have won. They were very good in the first half, except for giving away the penalty, which was a little bit unlucky by the handball on Cardiero. I didn't think that was a penalty, but in it, it just in those circumstances, it was unlucky. I really like the response from the the team, though. It, we've seen that a lot this year, where Cittarelli get go down early, be, behind early. They concede very early on. Yet, they respond to that, and they end up not losing, and that's what we're seeing so far. I mean, if we pull up the chart right now, um, Cittadella, when they concede the first goal, they've done that, let's see, uh, seven times this season already, in a total of 10 games, if you include the Copa Italia. In those seven games, they've won the game three times, they've drawn two of those games, and they lost two of those games. So something that maybe we're starting to see. Remember last season when Chittadella conceded the first goal, they lost 13 games and only won five of those. So they're already halfway to the to the amount of wins that they conceded last year um, when sorry, that was weirdly worded. They're already halfway to the amount of wins that they got last year when conceding the first goal. So it's something to keep an eye out on. I'm, I'm Slightly more optimistic about the start of the season. Cittadella having 13 points out of their first nine games, it's a pretty good start. Uh, But really, I think it should be 15 points because this was definitely a game where Cittadella had it. They had it in the bag. And if you were looking at it from far out, if we were previewing the game, I think this was a very winnable game for Cittadella because Ternana had not been doing so well Prior to this match, yes, they did win 3-0 against Rijana the week before, but it is still a team that was in the relegation zone that was not particularly playing the best football at the moment. And 2-1 lead going into the 80th minute, you just got to be able to close it out or at very most should have gotten a third goal to put the game to bed. So yes, it was frustrating, but at the end of the day, it was still a point gained and currently Cittadela are sitting... 8th place with 13 points going into the international break and 9 goals conceded 11 oh, sorry, 11 goals conceded, 9 goals scored, uh, currently in Serie B with a record of 3, 4 and 2. 8th um, place that is in the playoff spots uh, yes, there is teams below us that do have a game in hand like Maldana Brescia and Sutirol although we'll take it. It's definitely it, it feels a lot more to me like this is a much better team this year so far. I think I in August I said around 10 games we're going to find out where this team is and we're going to truly know. I think we're starting to get the idea of how this team plays and maybe this team concedes a lot of goals early on yet I think they're willing to show more fight and to play better when they're chasing the game. I, I don't it has happened a lot and we haven't really seen them when holding the lead I, I, I don't know how they're going to react we, we've seen it a few times but um you know I, I just I do like the the uh, the reaction from Guarini's side I also thought in the back uh, Matteo Angeli center back filling in for Domenico Ferrari who is still injured I thought he is a very good center back and he's definitely one to watch Claudio Cassano I said it again um, man of the match for me He played very well. Probably, i got to say, his best game so far in a Cittadella jersey. And these are two definitely young players that you should definitely keep an eye out on. And hopefully, maybe one day that the Italian national team, probably the under-21s or under-20s, take a look at him because I think they do have potential. And Marchetti did do a good job of picking them out. Uh, Especially, I really like Cassano's play. And... You could definitely start to see him start more um, in in these games, but that was kind of the Ternana match. Just my thoughts of it. Um, you know, I think you do see it as two point losses, but at the end of the day, you gotta take the positives. It's still a point gained. It could be an important point, and I think last season taught us that surviving in the league for a club like Cittadella is still a very good achievement so that should be always let's save ourselves first let's get the salvezza, and then maybe we could start thinking about playoffs then uh, going up into Serie A hopefully one day and you know 13 points from uh, nine games uh, and currently what is it 16th Spezia who are in six they have six points so what is that that's a seven point gap in October uh, you, you've got to take the positives away from that. And I, I don't, I, I think de- I sound like a broken record, but it should definitely be 15 points and maybe even a little more. But um, only two losses this season so far. And that was against first place Parma and against uh Como side, who were on a roll uh, that time. So definitely a lot to look forward to. Um, so ju- just. On the idea of 13 points in 9 games, that is 3 points better than where Cittadello was last year, where they had 10 points from their first 9 games. It feels a lot better this time because I I don't know why, but it is only 3 points. That's probably one win better. But that is, if you remember last year, that was kind of in the lower tiers. That was kind of near the relegation zone. This year, I think you're definitely seeing... A little more separation from the top to bottom now it is still kind of early but uh are still the only team without a win uh regina regina uh spezia ternana feral pisalo and sampdoria all have only one win and i feel like last year that was it was a bit higher and it was a little more tight at this point of the season i'll have to double check that but it just feels like it's uh a little more of a gap in separation. And maybe at 41 points by 37 games, that should be enough to survive and you don't have to go into the last game worrying about relegation like Gittadella did last year. Uh, I, I think the points total will be much lower. Probably like 35, 36 points should be the the salvation goal, salvezza goal. But um, in the past year since Gittadella got promoted to Serie B, 13 points is roughly the average of where the team has been since being promoted. Uh, If you look at Guarini's first year as coach, so that was two seasons ago, they also had 13 points at this stage of the season. Uh, Going back to Venturato's last year, it was 14 points at this stage. Um, The year before that, 13, 14, um, 13 again, and the best points since being promoted was 18 points. That was Venturato's first year in Serie B, so it's definitely an interesting topic. It just seems like Chitadella likes this, and you know if they held on for Tanana, that would be the second best start since being promoted in Serie b so that's that's uh, they were only a few minutes away from that so definitely uh something to look there one thing to to and it's important to keep in mind is. Uh, under Guarini, Cittadella has never won more than three games in a row and those three games in a row came in the very very first games under Guarini that was against the Coppa Italia against Monza, the opening game against Vicenza and then uh, another win against Grotone. That is that includes all of uh, Coppa Italia and B, all competitions. Cittadella has never won three in a row. Um, more than three in a row under Guarini. Um, last year, they only won maximum was two wins in a row. And this year, once again, it's two wins in a row. It could have been, again, two wins in a row because Cittadella did win the weekend before against Lecco. And they won two straight at the start of the year against in the Coppa Italia against Empoli and then in Svejana at home. So that is currently the, the streak right now. Currently undefeated... In their last three games, Cittadella—that is um, currently the season high right now. As I go back to the streaks, uh, I made a chart about the streaks of Cittadella. Uh, under Guarini, the best undefeated streak in all competitions is seven. So Cittadella need uh, about five more wins or f- five more games without a without a defeat, and they'll equal that record. Uh, winless run under Guarini. That was actually last year with nine games winless. That was, I believe, from March to about April, where Cittadella went nine games without a win. Here, they've only did three, and losses in a row, they've not lost more than one game in a row. Last year, it was four wins, and the year before that, it was two wins. So, under Guerini, the most losses in a row is four, but right now, Cittadella has done a fairly good job. I know it's still early, but... They've done a fairly good job of staying consistent and gaining points at any, any point uh, in, in all uh, parts of the, the game. Just getting points, getting uh, results as he needs. The home points, as we look, as it was another home game for Cittadella. They're up to 8 points uh, so far from a total of, what is that, 5 games so far. So 8 points in 5 home games for Cittadella. In Guarini's time as head coach, they have not gotten more than 26 points from home. So Cittadella at 8 points right now, still a long way to go. But last year, they did get only 23 points at home. So only, I don't know how, I don't know my math right now. But uh, yes, 23 points and we're at 8 points so far after 5 games. Still a long way to go. But as I was alluding to earlier, um, this year scoring first, chitrala has only scored the first goal twice so far in the first 10 games they have not lost once uh when they do that they have only gotten one draw in one win from that but conceded first this is the big one right here concede first they end up chitarello ends up winning three of those games two draws and two losses from that moving on in the stats um what is it Lose. So this was a situation where Cittadella were winning at halftime, and that was the first time since the game against Regina that happened. Um, that's only happened once so far this season, but Cittadella, when winning at halftime, they end up winning one of those games and drawing one so far in the season. When drawing at halftime, they only gone two draws, and they've been losing at halftime. They've been trailing at halftime quite a bit, um, six times to be exact this season. But they have won three of those games. They've gone one draw from that, and they've lost twice. And those two losses were the two losses all season, where they were losing at Parma, and they were losing at home against Como. So definitely, you know, a lot of things to take away. It, it's when Cittadella goes down, it, it seems like it's it was the end of the world last season. There was no way back unless of some crazy red card or... Uh, brilliant moment from Giovanni Corchata doesn't look like that's the case anymore I mean it is once again still very early in the season but it, it seems like there's a lot more fight and a lot more ways back in for Greeny's side um, but yeah that's kind of the stats Uh, like I said three points better than where we were last year roughly the average 13 points in nine games that's roughly the, where Cittadella stands in the previous years. Uh, moving on a little bit to now the international talk. So as we know, Elan Kastradi, uh, Albanian national team keeper, he's been consistently called up for the Albanian national teams. Hasn't been starting. He's been the third string goalkeeper behind Strakosha and Berisha. Don't really expect him to start in the Euro qualifiers unless injuries happens to those keepers, but it is still nice to see a Cittadella keeper being represented at the international level. Albania did get a 3-0 win against group rivals Czech Republic, so now they are in really pole position to qualify for only their second Euros ever. Albania sit top of the group in first place with 13 points, oh, just like Cittadella. Uh, Poland are in second with nine points and Czech Republic who they just played third um, with eight points albeit they do have a game in hand as well as Moldova who are also below them in uh, with eight points and then last place Faroe Islands one point they're out of the contention for qualifying so it is really in Albania's hands they don't have any more qualifying matches this international break they play a friendly against bulgaria on tuesday at 12 p.m eastern time that could be a game that Kastrati starts or gets half a game uh it could be a game where um you know Albania wants to try some things new and who knows we could see castrati play for a half or for a few minutes we'll keep an eye on that on that and we'll keep you updated on that but they play bulgaria in a friendly Next month is the decider. Uh, they play two matches in the November window against, away against Moldova and at home against the Faroe Islands. So it's really in Albania's hands right now. They just got to get probably just one more win. Um, even a draw in there would be enough because they do play Moldova who are sitting below them and trying to make up games. So it's definitely an exciting time for Elan Castrati's country. You know, I really we're really hoping that Albania wins uh, and does qualify for the Euros. It doesn't guarantee that Castrati will be going to the Euros because a lot can change since then. But if he does get called up, even if he doesn't play, even if he doesn't start in the games, it's still good to see a Cittarelli goalkeeper being represented at the Euros, even if it's sitting on the bench. Still a very good opportunity for Castrati and for Serie B in general, getting recognition at the global stage. And so we're hoping Albania does well. And hoping Castrati uh, could play on Tuesday against Bulgaria. But we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, last thing, Serie B talk. Uh, last weekend was the last match before the international break. Match day before the international break. Uh, Brescia tied for alpisalo 1-1. Uh, Catanzaro got a 1-0 away win against Sutiro. Cosenza beat Lecco 3-0. Reggiana tied Bari 1-1. That led to Bignani, uh, Bari's coach, being sacked. Uh, That was surprising. Uh, Palermo beat Modena 2-0 away from home. That's big for Palermo. Uh, Sampdoria continue their woes. 1-1 against Ascoli. Uh, Cittadella 2-2 against Ternana. Venezia got a huge win at home against league leading Parma 3-2, which leaves Brescia the only team to not taste defeat so far this season. That was a really good game on Saturday at the Stadio uh, Pierluigi Penzo. Uh, On Sunday, Spezia 0-0 against Pisa, and then Cremonese won 3-1 away to Como. That was a big win for Cremonese. On the table, Parma still lead. In first place, but Palermo one point behind them. They do have a game in hand. Venezia, third place with 18 points, as well as Catanzaro with 18 points. They're playing very well, Catanzaro. Fifth, we have Como, sixth, Cosenza, seventh, Cremonese, eighth, Cittadella, ninth, Modena, tenth, Brescia. We go down Sutiro, Bari, Pisa, Ascoli, Reggiana, Spezia, Ternana, Ferro Pisalo. Sampdoria and last place Lecco with only one point so a lot of surprises so far this season in Serie B I don't think we uh didn't expect Parma to be or we did expect Parma to be up front as well as Palermo Venezia but Catanzaro is doing much better than I thought I mean I thought they were going to be a good solid mid-table team kind of like Moldena last year Uh, but they are really pushing above their weight, as well as Cosenza with 14 points from 9 games, so maybe they won't be in a relegation scrap this year and surviving on the final day. Uh, Como as well, I I did like their project early on in the season. Uh, Cremonese, no surprise there. Uh, One thing I am surprised is Bari are kind of struggling a little bit, although they only have one loss, one win, and seven draws so far. They're in 12th place with 10 points. Uh you know we talked about the surprises of Spezia, Sampdoria down there, um maybe even Ascoli down there. Still a lot can change from now to the end of the season, but it's still a very interesting sign that um some teams are struggling while some teams are thriving that we didn't expect, and that's the beauty of Serie B. We'd never know what's going to happen at any given day and anyone could beat anyone. The table's so tight, and we're only nine games into this lovely, lovely season. So that is, I think, is that all? I think that's all. Um, happy international break to everybody. Uh, it's only about one week away. We're about eight, ways, eight, eight days away from Cittadella playing away to Pisa. We will talk about that game. We'll preview the match next week before uh, October... What is that? The 21st, I believe, is Saturday, but don't uh, cite me on that. Uh, but it's Saturday. Cittadella play against Pisa away in Tuscany. Uh, but we'll preview the match next week. So that is going to be it for me today at the, the at the Cittacauci USA show. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at USA and to visit our website at usa.com for more information, news, articles, all that stuff, check it out at cheatigathausa.com. That's gonna be it for me today. Thank you so much for listening. Stay uh s- stay updated on Albania's game against Bulgaria. Maybe Kastrati starts, maybe he doesn't, but we'll keep an eye out on that. Um, enjoy the international break and I will see you next week. As always, Forza Cheetah. Thank you for listening to the Cheetah Country USA show. If you liked it, please share and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Cheetah USA. See you next time. And remember, Forza Cheetah.